Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. We better contain ourselves. You may be seated. Thank you to the band. Wow, praise God. This song, you know, we as pastors, we don't know the songs that the band will use or choose. But this one is prophetic. This one is exactly, yes, give the Lord a praise offering. This is exactly what is in my heart, that God is busy with a shaking. There's a rattling. Some cages need to be rattled, shaken. And we're gonna shake the things out tonight. Oh, praise God. Amen. Amen. Well, you've come to the right place. May revival hit your heart. Amen. Amen. Pentecost ain't over. It just started. The fire just started. Amen. Let's go quickly to Jeremiah chapter 1 verse. Well, let's start with verse 1. I brought my Bible with that's older than some people here on this side. <laughs> you wish you had one like this. They don't sell it anymore. Praise God. All right, let's, let's put the word first. The word of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests who were in Anatoth in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah. In the 13th year of his reign, it came also in the days of Jehoiakim and the son of Josiah, the king of Judah, until the end of the 11th year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the month, in the fifth month. This is a word God raised up a specific person for a specific work so that a specific task could be done. And the kind of person that God raised up is the kind of person that, like you and me, a person with an excuse, this person called Jeremiah. And Jeremiah, the word of the Lord came to him. I don't know when in your life the Word of God came to you and when the Word of the Lord ministered to you and challenges came to you, what you did with that. But I need to tell you, God ain't finished with His church yet. If we believe that God's finished, if we believe that the world is taking over the church, no, the world is not taking over the church. The church will advance. And it's advancing at quite a pace that we've got to keep up with what God wants to do. But this young person called Jeremiah, the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. How would you like to get a message like that? I ordained you. And then I said, Ah, oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. 
How many of you had an excuse when you came to God and you realized that Christianity is about sharing, caring things that, you know, I don't know what, what's expected of me. What, what, what should I do? What's the right thing to do? But here, the thing that he said is the I can't gospel. The I can't thing in a person's life. The last person in this church that should stand on the stage here is this man because I have been a I can't person until the Word of God came to me and the Word of God said to me, never say no in your life ever again. For what I want to do in your life, George Brandon, do not say no. And I wanted so many times to say no. How many of you have said no to the purposes of God for your life? The specific purpose for your life. God is talking tonight. He is speaking and he's igniting the fire that's going to burn for your purpose. So this young man said, Oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I'm a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I'm a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. Now it becomes personal. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Never be afraid of any face. Only be afraid of the face of God. He's got a serious face when it comes to people. He's quite intentional when it comes to people. And he will expect things of you you have never done before, that you cannot do. Things that you think you cannot do. He will put you in places that you do not think you belong. He will do things to you that should be done with people much more clever than you. But he uses those who says, I can. I want the church to say tonight, I can. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that? Oh, please don't say that because there's a couple of challenges coming to you. Right, you said you can. All right, do you believe that? Do you really believe it? Now let's get into the Word of God. Isaiah 55 from verse 6 says the following. It is the hour of equipping. It is... The hour where God will equip this generation to do a massive shaking. And you are part of that. You, every one of you. Oh, what we see is different from what you see. Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. That is tonight. That is right now. There's a voice of the Holy Spirit busy forming 
a plan for your life that need, yes, I can. I'm going to do it. But this is now, the Lord says here, and the unrighteous, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, he will abundantly pardon. No matter your past, no matter whatever you did, the Lord says, I'm wiping it clean. Because there's a certain thing God has done about your life. We'll get to that. For the Lord says here, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. The word of God is the seed that you have received throughout your life and the seed is about to germinate. The seed is about to bring glory to God. The seed is about to bring forth new things in our lives. But it shall, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing in which I send it. You are the product of a spoken word from God. God did not create and spoke any person into being without a blessing, without a plan, without purpose. Do you know when any person, it's a revelation the Lord gave me. How many people Young people who are married, leave the, the unmarried now one side, one's children. You may put up your hand. Here's the thing about children. If you decide to have children, there's a blessing. In that person, in your family, there's already provision. You just have to do it you'll see God will provide. So God has already spoken a word. There is a specific word about your life that God spoke into being. And it's not coming back to him void. It is, it has the ability some people, they, are, they have delayed God's plan for their lives. But God's word never returns void to him about your life. Whatever your setback is, there's now a comeback. Whatever you have experienced in your life, there is a word concerning your life and it is busy forming the plan that God has for you. And that word, we've seen it beautifully working in people's lives. Because the enemy comes for that. The plan of God for your life. Because I do believe here sits and there listens people 
that's going to shake the nations. Absolutely shake the nations. Give the Lord a praise offering. So expect a new season. Expect something to happen about your life. Expect it. Expect it. It's busy happening. Isaiah 50 from verse 4. Just want to now move to when the Word of God starts working in a person's life. You know, I cannot talk for other people, but the moment, the day, the actual day that the Holy Spirit filled me, there came an ignition for this Word. And I have said it, the church knows about it. Pastor Harold mentioned it as well. I got so hungry I got so hungry for this that I let literally in my workplace went to the toilets because that was the place of silence. Well, not actually, but. <laughs> but that's the only place I could find. There was such a hunger that I started devouring everything. What is this all about? And I sat days and hours and weeks, and the call immediately came for the Bible school. Thank God this church had a Bible school. And when the call came for the Bible school, I couldn't wait. We literally, I, I, I tell you, Gussie could not contain me. There was such a hunger. There comes a season, a hungry season on God's people. That's why there's an equipping busy taking place in the spirit. God is preparing his church for the greater work. The greater work. So if there's no hunger for this book, this word of God in your life, it should be a prayer topic like never before. But do you know how hungry you get? The thing with in the world, when you eat, you get full. Here's the thing. When you eat the word, you get hungry. The reason why people are not hungry, because they are not eating. What this word causes in a person, the work that he does is a spiritual hunger for the things of God. Now people say, but that's not for me. One of the most prideful things a person can do is to say, not for me, in the face of God. Why? Why, church? Listen to this. Listen to the Lord Jesus in Isaiah 50, verse 4. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who plucked out my beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God will help me, therefore I will not be disgraced. Therefore I have, and now this statement, Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know I will not be ashamed. 
I know when the word of God is in me. I know in whatever circumstance God sends me. I know that the word of God will come up on the inside of me and it will bring life to the hearers because the word of God is life. And the word of God is the power of God. And the world is waiting for that. You see, but we have the wrong picture about the flinted face of the Lord. We think the Lord was, the, that, that face of his, it became like a flint. Many people's faces are like flints against the world. We are not, we are not fighting the world. We are fighting Satan so that the world might know him. I'm not in a fight. The fight of the world is so that I should not go into the world. That's the real fight. But the fight is not in the world. The fight in the world is for souls. That is the flinted face. And I'll explain it to you. I want you to go to Mark 8.27. I want to read you the portion here with a certain thing that happened. What I love about the Bible is that it's much deeper than we think. That you read it once, you can read it a million times. That same scripture will be new every single time. So this is my reading, and I got something out of the following. It says here from verse 27. Now Jesus and his disciples went out to the towns, Mark 8, 27. Now Jesus and his disciples went out uh, to the towns of Caesarea Philippi. And on the road, he asked his disciples, saying, saying to them, what do men say that I am? Who do men say that I am? Do you know that that's, that's something you need to answer for yourself? Who Christ is to you? And you should have the right answer. Because... We'll see now. He said here, who do men say that I, that I am? So they answered, John the Baptist, but, but some say Elijah and others say one of the prophets. But he said, but who do you say that I am? And we know that Peter quickly, you know, Peter. Peter is very quick, always, fast to the answer. So he jumped the queue, boom. He wanted to give the answer. He's kind of like, like me. So Peter answered and said, you are the Christ. Then he strictly warned them that they should not tell anything about that situation because now they know that he's the Christ. And he said, keep it. Actually, the thing about Peter is that Peter, God revealed that to you. So now finally Peter got to the place of actually hearing the father's voice. Because he's been listening to the son's voice all the time. But now he got to the point, he's hearing the father's voice. So, heads up, Peter. You're doing well. Your Bible school is, there's a return on your Bible school here. But then suddenly things go south. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke this word openly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Now we know the story. There's been 
much preaching about this, but I want to reveal to you a flinted face. Because right here, Satan got involved with the Lord's mission. But when he had turned around, listen to this, listen to this. But when, now the Lord is busy talking to Peter. And when the disciples stood there, and he turned around and looked at his disciples. You know, that kind of thing. Where does this come from? Can you imagine that flinted face? Very soon from this point, I'm going to give my life. Now suddenly they saw, whoa. Do not get in God's way when it comes to his life and what he wants, wanted to do on that cross. And then he said, he looked at his disciples and he rebuked Peter saying, get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of men. It is the two battles we fight every day in our life to be spiritual. It is to be mindful of the things of God and not the things of man, because the things of man is that I can't do stuff. But the things of God is, yes, you can. That's God's voice. So whatever voice comes to you that says, no, I cannot, turn it around immediately. Yes, you can. But be very careful what you desire. Please, do not desire a pulpit. <laughs> it's the first thing that happens to young people. Oh, I want to be on a pulpit. The Lord help you. <laughs> There's only one senior pastor here. And that's Pastor Adult. It's his pulpit. God gives a pulpit to one man because most others cannot handle it. Because you have to sort out the get behind me things in my life. What things need to get behind you so that God's voice could not be void in your life. The word that he spoke to you, that word is creative. It has the power to create new things about you. That voice, the voices in your head, there's the voice of God. And it brings challenges, big challenges to a person's life. But it goes on. I get so excited, I tear up my Bible nearly. Now the Lord moves on. So now the Lord, he's got the look, he addresses the crowd, he addresses his disciples, he addresses Peter, and then he says the following. And when he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. Now, here's the thing, church. It mentions here two things. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel. The word that God speaks regarding your life, what he wants to do with your life spiritually is the gospel's sake. But all of us, we only want for the Lord's sake. Everybody loves Jesus. 
Even the world loves Jesus. Even Mahatma Gandhi loved Jesus. He even said, if it wasn't for the Christians, I would have served Jesus. You know that he actually said that. The world loves Jesus. But to live for the Lord, he said, for my sake and the gospel's sake. Now that's the word of God for your life. Do I live for the gospel's sake? Because what is the gospel? The gospel is the good news to this world that it's dying. And the person that dies right now and slips into hell will never ever get the chance ever again. So how am I connected to that? And the Lord says here, God, you deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me. Whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? For whoever is ashamed of my words in this adulterous generation, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed as he comes in the glory of his Father and with his holy angels. How can any Christian be ashamed of the gospel? But here's the thing. It is to be ashamed of me and my words. Now, what is the one thing that remained on the planet while the Lord descended? His words. That is the power of God at work in this world. If his words are not found in me, then his words means it is void. It cannot do anything. Now, can that be so? How is that possible? That a person can live in this world without the word of God. Because if you speak the word of God, there's always a reaction. Have you seen it? <laughs> the flinted face of the Lord is to save the world. Do not think he hates the world. He hated sin, but he loved the world. So our face need to become flint against the things that separates me from what God has spoken about my life. And those things need a flinted face. If it is prayerlessness, let it go. If it is coming to Bible school, now, even Monday, We'll give you some paperwork there at the back. Amen. All right. Pastor Jock says amen. If he says amen, then we're all good. Please listen to this morning's message if you have not listened. It was quite powerful here. So, the flinted face need to be against the things that keeps you from your calling. That's why the Lord, the closer he got to that thing he needed to do, the more flinted his face got. As I came to Bible school, you know, I was kind of like, like that. First year, shake it out. Second year, 
this little less shakings third year. Hey, man, here I'm going. God has a plan. I'm ready. Lord, Lord, please, Lord, send me. The first thing we did, 1995, 96, when we started the Bible school here, we were in it, in it to win it. Man, and that time, the school of today, you, you've got it nice, I must tell you. Today you get nice manuals, all of this. We had to write everything down. I want to tell you, as Pastor Harold spoke, we were going mad, you know. We stayed awake, but we were writing because if you, your eyes dimmed, you missed something. So you stayed awake and it was Bible school Monday, it was cell Tuesday, it was Bible school Wednesday, it was Bible school Thursday, Friday night, it was youth, Saturday, it was all about coming to the prayer meeting and Sunday coming to church. That's what you fill your life with. But if it, if it is just about, you know, Lord, how can I manage my week around my stuff? Then the Word of God will become void in a person's life. You absolutely commit to the Word of God for a season in your life. There has to be. Amen. There's not a lot of amens on this. So, This is what Paul said. Paul said the following, for though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. And to the Jews, I became as a Jew. That I might win some. To those under the law, as under the law, that I might win some. To those without law, that I might win some who's without law. To the weak, I became as weak that I might win some. You see, the surrendered life is a winning life. God just needs you to surrender and say, I can. I can. But the church has become a modern day church where discipline is quite lacking. Discipline. Do you know that coming to church on a Sunday to be on time, I found it quite disturbing to worship God as the service started and to be shaken by someone that came late. Because we had children. We are a family, but man, oh man, you will not come later. <laughs> the, the, those kiddies knew this man is an on-time man, and I work for an on-time boss as well. Amen. Amen. We need to put our house in order. What must be right must be right. Amen. 2 Timothy 4.2 says, Preach the word, be in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. This is just as I'm closing. Hear this. How do we save a lost world? 
How do we literally, if I say, how do you shake the world? How do you do that? Do you want to know? How to move in and shake everything around you? Do you want to know? Who, who wants to know here? That, that God would use you to shake your environment. Those rattle bones. You know what you do? You mention the name of Jesus with intention. If the person says no, smile on your face, not the flinted face. If the person says yes, gotcha. But if it's not happening, that's how you shake the world. If the person needs prayer, just pray. If the person needs comfort, comfort the person. But always be ready in season and out of season. You know what in season and out of season means? It could mean that obviously a person must be able to, to understand the word. But in season and out of season means in the season be willing. That's what it actually means, to be willing. So this is what Paul now instructing Timothy, how, sh how the church should be handled, how a disciplined church. I think the church of the New Testament 2,000 years ago looked quite different from the church that today exists on the planet. Can you imagine we start doing this? Listen to this. Those who are sinning rebuke in the presence of all that the rest also may fear. Is that in the Bible? This is the stuff we teach in the Bible school, in church discipline. That's a subject I have presented. You need to come and hear it. It's actually stunning stuff. It says here, I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that you observe these things without prejudice, doing nothing with partiality. It means that there's angels around us working with God for us. And those angels are waiting for the church of God to come to fruition, the plans of God. An angel gets quite excited when a person starts praying because then they start working. Really, it is so. So I'm going to read that again. Those who are sinning rebuke in the presence of all that the rest also may fear. Now, you can imagine we had a service tonight. Paul and them, they had such services. Okay, who sinned in the week? <laughs> Come to the front. And we're going to rebuke you now. That's real church. So, by the way, that's real church. When the church deals with sin. When I deal with sin in my life. Because if I hide my sin, I'll be unfruitful and God cannot use me. But the moment we get going, so you have to believe that there's a word concerning your life. Please bow your heads. If you have come to this place tonight and you know in your heart that you need to make right with God, you know that Playtime is over.
and you find yourself that you're ready to make a commitment to Jesus Christ, you don't want to go to hell, you want to go to heaven, then please raise your hand. I just want to pray for you. Please raise your hands. There's a hand. Please raise your hands. If you have backslidden and you know that there's a call on your life, you know that there's things God wants you to do and you're not getting to that, please raise your hands as well. Yes, raise those hands. Yes. Amen. Amen. God is busy with these people. God is busy with these people. I see those hands over there. If you've come here tonight and you say, man, I want to make right with Jesus. My life is not right. I can do so much better. Please raise your hands. That's it. That's it. Yes. Raise those hands. All those hands. Please just stand up. Just want to see you as you stand. Please stand up. Young people, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. They're at the back. Please stand up. Stand up. Do not be afraid. Please stand up. Stand up. It's your evening. It's your evening. Please come to the front. We just want to pray for you. Please come here. Let's give them a warm hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is so beautiful. Please come to the front. That's it. Come to the front. That's it. Sally, just please get behind the people. That's good. That's good. Oh, you know, I was your age. Man, you look good. These young people see you on fire for Jesus. Please lift up your hands to the Lord. That's it. All right. The Holy Spirit is busy working now setting plans in action here. I want you to pray after me, young people. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you and tonight I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Please forgive me for all of my sins and wash me in your blood. Thank you, Lord, that you saved my life now. Please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.